Hello there, and welcome to the New Testament in a Year podcast. My name is Sean Bailey. I get to read the scripture with you and talk about it and find ways we can apply it and ultimately understand who God is better and how we can honor, glorify Him in our lives. That's the goal of the Bible. Learn who God is and how we can serve Him best. As we read this today, that's what my hope is, is we get to do this every weekday. Today we're in Acts chapter 24, as we see the missionary journey of Paul continue to hit a climactic point, and he's now facing trial, standing before the governor, and some great things are about to happen, and we've seen boldness from Paul. This is a great opportunity for us to continue to grow as believers, to use Paul's example. How far he's come, how far God has brought him because of his wholehearted devotion. I'm getting carried away. We've got to read the scripture first, so grab your Bible if you can and listen closely if you will. Let's read God's word together. Hey, in the previous chapter, chapter 23, we saw how Paul the apostle was arrested in Jerusalem. Accusations were made against him. He defended himself, shared his testimony, and his mission to preach the gospel to the Gentiles. And even despite this, Jewish leaders had this hostility towards him, wanted to kill him, had a murder plot for him. Uh, and so it's pretty severe, and he was kind of escorted out of town. And now he is brought before Felix, the Roman governor of Judea. So here's some things we need to look for as we, as we see this happen. Is that Jewish leaders present their case. They're accusing him of being a troublemaker and stirring up riots. Paul then defends himself. He talks about his innocence and the facts that his the fact that he is teaching everything that's in line with Jewish beliefs. So here's some look for us as we're reading this. Watch Paul's defense strategy. Notice how Paul ap- appeals both to the Jewish to his Jewish heritage and uh, to his beliefs. He uses those. He appeals to both and, and he uses his imprisonment there also as an opportunity to share the gospel with the governor Felix. He uses that opportunity to share the gospel. Let's, we can reflect on how his actions um, and his teaching on patience and endurance as he teaches it, he follows it up with his actions, even in difficult circumstances. Circumstances. Watch how Felix reacts to. That's another thing to look for. What? Felix is reluctant to make a decision on Paul's case. Consider how Felix's desire for a bribe is a huge reflection of how, how our world is the corruption of our world and the corruption of the justice system, the Roman justice system then, um, it's it's pretty eye-opening. It is. And the implications of Felix's decision to keep Paul in custody for two years, we'll see that happen. Watch what happens. Watch this go down. Even with Paul doing everything right, 
Sometimes it feels like it isn't. Let's read together. Acts chapter 24. Verse 1. All the way to verse 27. Acts 24. Let's read together. Five days later, Ananias, the high priest, came down with some elders and a lawyer named Tertullus. These men presented their case against Paul to the governor. When Paul was called in, Tertullus began to accuse him, and he said, We enjoy great peace because of you, and reforms are taking place for the benefit of the, this nation because of your foresight. We acknowledge this in every way and everywhere, most excellent Felix, with us utmost gratitude. But, so that I will not burden you any further, I request that you would be kind enough to give us a brief hearing, for we found this man to be a plague, an agitator among all the Jews throughout the Roman world, and a ringleader of the sect of the Nazarenes. He even tried to desecrate the temple, and so we apprehended him. By examining him yourself, you will be able to discern the truth about these charges that we are bringing against him. These Jews also joined in the attack and alleged that the things were true as well. Well, verse 10 here. When the governor mo motioned for him to speak, Paul then replied, because I know you have been a judge of this nation for many years, I am glad to offer my defense in what concerns me. You can verify for yourself that it's no more than 12 days since I went up to worship in Jerusalem. They didn't find me arguing with anyone or causing a disturbance among the crowd, either in the temple or in the synagogue or anywhere in the city. Neither can they prove the charges they are now making against me. But I admit this to you. I worship the God of my ancestors according to the way, which they call a sect, believing everything that is in accordance with the law and written in the prophets. I have a hope in God, which these men themselves also accept, that there will be a resurrection, both of the righteous and the unrighteous. I also strive to have a clear conscience towards God and men. After many years, I came to bring charitable gifts and offerings to my people. While I was doing this, some Jews from Asia found me ritually purified in the temple, without a crowd and without any uproar. It is they who ought to be here before you to bring charges, if they have anything against me. Or let these men here state what wrongdoing they found in me when I stood before the Sanhedrin. Other than this one statement I shouted while standing among them. Today I am on trial before you concerning the resurrection of the dead. That was the end of his statement. And then verse 22. Since Felix was well informed about the way, he adjourned the, case, the hearing and said... When Lysias, the commander, comes down, I will decide your case. He then ordered that the centurion keep Paul under guard, though he could have some freedom, and they should not prevent any of his friends from meeting his needs. Several days later, when Felix came with his wife Drusilla, who was Jewish, he sent for Paul and listened to him on the subject of faith in Christ Jesus. 
Now, as he spoke about righteousness, self-control, and the judgment to come, Felix became afraid and replied, Leave for now, but when I have the opportunity and opportunity, I'll, I'll call for you. Then at the same time, he was also hoping that Paul would offer him money. So he sent for him quite often and conversed with him. After two years had passed, Portius Festus succeeded Felix. And because Felix wanted to do the Jews a favor, he left Paul in prison. That's the end of Acts chapter 24. Let's take a moment to uh, digest that a bit and reflect on it. So Acts 24, we, we noticed Paul's defense strategy. He reflect on his Jewish heritage and his current beliefs. And Felix reacted to that in a way that was very passive. Um, wanted to hear about this way, faith in Jesus Christ. And, and Paul took advantage of that. But also, Paul was kept in custody for two years. And uh, things didn't turn out exactly had planned, but Paul is not complaining. He used this as an opportunity to share the gospel. So notice God's sovereignty again. Even though he was falsely accused and he was in prison, Paul remained faithful. And he continued to preach that gospel. God's in control in our most difficult situations. And we need to see that. That in this difficulty, God wants me to have the perspective that there is purpose in my pain or there is purpose in my trials, there, purpose, there is purpose in my anxiety. Wherever my place is, there is purpose. Share his good news with the people he puts you in front of. Paul's a great example of that. But not only that, Paul could boldly defend himself because he knew he was innocent. Paul could stand up with great passion because he had a clear conscience. And that challenges us to live with integrity just like Paul did. Strive for a clear conscience before God. Did Paul have a rough background? Absolutely, but by the grace of God, he was, was forgiven. He did not carry that past. And that's the truth of salvation, forgiveness through the blood of Jesus. It is not that it is that we have to continue to carry that and just remember it vaguely. No, it is gone. It is completely wiped away, washed clean. We remember it, but we shouldn't because it has been forgotten. It has been forgotten by God. And that's the good news. We should have a clear conscience. Every opportunity we have, we can share the gospel, as I said. He was in prison. He shared the gospel with Felix, not just Felix, but all of his household. The guards that were there with him, no telling. As some scholars believe, the number of soldiers that were saved because of the gospel he got to share in their households. Let's look for opportunities to share our faith today, even in challenging circumstances, even around those people that we know don't want to hear it, but you know they need to. There's nothing better we could share than the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let's be like Paul today. Thanks for listening. I hope you were inspired by God's word and Paul's amazing example, as I was. I hope you have 
<laughs> just a great day. I hope you are very blessed. Your family's very blessed. I hope you find opportunities to bless others by sharing the truth of Jesus Christ. Have an amazing day, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the New Testament in a Year podcast, where we simply read the Word of God and we try to unpack it so we can find application in our lives, knowing that there is nothing more powerful than God's Word. You see, Scripture is the only source that teaches us who God is and what God wants of us. My encouragement is that the Word of God will bless you and ultimately bless your friends and family. I'll encourage you to share this podcast with your friends, share it on your social media or by word of mouth. Join in. Let's read the word of God together. And through this, may God be glorified throughout reading, listening, application, and understanding of his word together.